You're listening to Kidney Conversations, a podcast from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. We talk about kidney health and share stories to inspire and educate our community. I'm Jeremy Morlock from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. This episode features a conversation with Diana Leasing of Sanborn, New York. She received a kidney transplant at the Regional Center of Excellence for Transplantation and Kidney Care at Erie County Medical Center in April 2022. This interview was conducted by phone, so I apologize for the lower audio quality, but Diana's story is well worth hearing. What caused your kidney health problems and when were you diagnosed? I was diagnosed in 2019. Apparently what my doctor thinks happened is that I had a kidney infection that oh went unbeaten. And because of that, there was like scar tissue or the kidneys. Because of that, they started to decline and it just went from bad to worse. <laughs> oh, wow. What was your thought process when you were diagnosed first with kidney um, disease and then when you learned you'd need a transplant? You know, I was kind of upset about it, but then time went on and you you get sicker and you, you know, I mean, my mother had diabetes and she had kidney issues. It was tough. And the funny part is, is probably about 10 years ago, my mother was in kind of the same boat that I'm in, and she needed a kidney transplant. And I was actually going to donate one of my kidneys to her. We went through the whole process. But then when it came right down to it, she decided she did not want to have it done because she had other medical problems. She goes, you might need yours down the road. We ended up not going that route, which probably turned out to be the best thing. Who knows what would have happened. That's pretty much how that came about. Oh, wow. What was your process for getting worked up for the transplant list and your transplant? Did you have to go on dialysis first? No, thank God. I did not have to go on dialysis. My nephrologist, she really kept good track of all my blood work. She was having me go quite a lot. And I had asked that question, at what point do you get to be able to be listed on the transplant list? And she said, Mm -hmm. usually if, if you stay consistent where your GFR is around 20 consistently, you can start the whole transplant process, which it did. It was staying around 20, 19, somewhere in that area. And then I asked a question about dialysis, and she said, usually if it gets to be about 10, 11, we would have to really start thinking about it. It got down to 10. This is really the weird part, and I say it's a miracle. The day that I got called for the kidney, I went up to ECMC, and they did my blood work, and it was actually 10. Yeah. I would have ended up having to do the whole dialysis. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. I didn't have to go that route. That's amazing. I know it can be a challenge, too, because although dialysis obviously helps to keep a person alive, right. it does add the risk for other infections and right. adds to the medical challenges. So that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's how I felt, too. Do I recall correctly that you had looked into a transplant from a living donor first? Yes. My son actually went, and he went through the um, evaluation process, but unfortunately, he was not a match because I I gave birth to him, so I had the... um, The antigens? Yes. And because of that, he wasn't able to donate one of his kidneys, and he was actually very upset about that because he really wanted to do it. So he was going to be my living donor. My husband couldn't. He wanted to also but he has high blood pressure, so they said that that would not be good to do that. And then I actually got my kidney through a deceased donor. When did that happen exactly? When did you get the call? What was it like for you? It was a Friday night, and it was like around 6 o'clock. We were watching TV, and it was funny. My husband was at my in-laws, so he had gone over there, and I got the call. It was April 8th. It was a Friday night. 
And they said um, that they did have a kidney for me. And I was, of course, ecstatic. The only thing they could tell me is that she was between 30 and 40. Her score was very high. They had told me what to look for. They said anything from a fifth, anything lower than a 50 is a great score. Mm-hmm. And hers was like a 25 or something like that. And so they said, can you be up here? You have 20 minutes, basically, to make your decision. I said, let me call my husband, and I will call you right back. So mm-hmm. I called him. Of course, we both agreed yeses, but they did have to disclose. I guess the woman had um, uh, a, a cancerous tumor. I can't oh, remember. Okay. It was on. It was on another. And they said the chances of of you of it transferring to me was very very low. But they had to disclose that. But I said yes. I would definitely take the kidney. We were up there probably within an hour and a half. We're guardians of my husband's brother, so we had to make arrangements. It was funny because my husband was with his other brother, so his brother's like, I will take Joey. Don't worry about it. We will get some clothes. We'll take him. You guys get up to the hospital. So that was on the 8th, and then it was like 12.30 in the morning on the 9th is when I went into surgery. Yeah, and this is the other thing. So when the Wednesday before I got the call, I had had flu or something. So when they called me on Friday and they said, have you been sick? And I got I to be honest with you for a <laughs> I thought, do I lie or not? But I thought, no. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, I was sick Wednesday and Thursday. I was very sick, actually. And then Friday morning, I got up, and I was actually feeling really good. Mm-hmm. So I told him that. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to let the surgeon know, and we will get back to you. And so then I was a nervous wreck. And the surgeon's like, no, it's, you're, you're good. You, so just get up here as soon as you can. So, of course, we were all very relieved. It was a very exciting day. Yeah, I can imagine. There, there are things you're nervous about. There are things you're excited yeah. about. You're, you're yeah. hoping it all goes through. What was your recovery process like? The recovery was actually not too bad. I mean, of course, I was in, you know, quite a bit of pain for a little while, but I would say probably a week or two, I felt pretty good. The kidney started working immediately. The doctor came in and told me. It, it started working immediately, really. I felt good. I felt really good, actually. That's wonderful. Yeah. I still feel good. <laughs> that was actually my next question is, how has your life changed? What that it, process been since? It has changed leaps and bounds. My son and I are big Toronto Raptors fans. <laughs> and we went up there when I was, you know, before I got my kidney. And I could barely, I mean, it. I was huffing and puffing. And I just, I, I could hardly do it. But I did it. And since then, we've gone to other games since my transplant, and it's like I'm almost like running. Like it's, it's huge. We just we went on a, um, a cruise in August, which was amazing. My first cruise, and I got the okay from the doctors and everybody, so that was amazing. We're going on another cruise in April. It's just I can go shopping, you know, just the daily activities. It's just amazing because I couldn't do any of that stuff. My husband did everything. I mean, he worked full time. He took care. We have three dogs. We have three kids. We, his brother lives with us, and he did everything. He shot. I could. I literally was sleeping probably I would say sixteen hours a day, maybe before the transplant. And now it's like I'm I'm back to my normal self, basically. Yeah, but, I, I think that's one of the things that people don't realize about kidney disease is how run down it can make you feel and, and how tired you are all the time. And that's, I've, I've heard that from a, a lot of people who I've talked to where they said basically like, yeah, I spent more time sleeping than awake. And oh, yeah. even when I was awake, everything was such an effort. Yes. 
absolutely. Even doing our laundry, you know, we have a um, washer and dryer in the basement. And I, and I used to tell my nephrologist this. I'm like, I cannot even walk the steps. Now, mm-hmm. I used to run. I ran in two half marathons before. I was very a- active. And just to not be able to do a flight of steps, I mean, it was very tough, very tough. Yeah. So now, and once again, I can run up and down the stairs. I can do the laundry. I mow the lawn, which I used to do that all the time. And then I just had to stop doing that because I couldn't do it. And I'm doing all that stuff now. It's really good. It's great. (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that. That's so wonderful. And that's one of the things I like to say about transplant is that it doesn't just give one person their life back. It gives them their life back. And if you've received a transplant, you have that opportunity to engage with your family and be part of your community and, and all yep. of that. Yeah. Which, yeah. When you're so sick, it's very difficult. Yeah, 100%. And I got to tell you, I have a very, very strong faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I owe it all to God. I was looking through your post, what you had put on the kidney connection. It looked like your faith was really a sustaining factor for you. Yep, every day. You had, like you said, your husband was there to do so much of the practical and physical and then your faith and and God maintained you. Even when it wasn't good, even when I was terribly sick and sleeping all the time, I just, you know what, I just thought I just, that's all I could do was put it in his hands because there was nothing else that I could really do. What would you say to somebody who has found out that they might need a transplant or might be considering getting a transplant? Because it's a big decision to make and it's something you have to decide for yourself whether you're going to get listed and Right. You know, it's a it's a commitment yeah. to take all those prescriptions. So what what would you say to somebody who's thinking about that? I would say absolutely. If for me I I would not do anything different. And it is. It is a big thing taking your pill every single day for the rest of your life. And you know, let me tell you, in the beginning I I was I used to joke about it and I used to say, I feel like I just ate a full meal because I was taking fourteen, fifteen pills in the morning and like 12 or 13 in the evening, and then I was taking a couple in the afternoon. I was so full because you have to drink a lot of water when you're taking these pills. It's a huge commitment. You have to to make sure you get to your doctor appointment. In the beginning, you're up there twice a week. It's better as time goes on, but there is a lot that you have to do, and you have to be consistent with it. So I would say to somebody, if you're thinking about it, definitely, if you can handle all the pills and get to your appointments and and all that, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. I know my life is 100% better since I've received my kidney. I, I would definitely recommend it for somebody. I'm so glad your experience has been so positive. And like yeah. you said, uh, you know, there are all those logistics that you have to take care of, but it sounds like you're kind of taking that in your stride. Yeah. I mean, if you do what you're supposed to do and you're drinking your water and you're eating um, a healthy diet, your numbers are going to get better. They're going to start weaning you off of some of that medication. So you're not always going to be taking all those pills. Now I'm down to, I think I take four at night and I think I'm taking five or six in the morning now. And two in the afternoon, but I mean, it's no big deal. You just get used to it and it's really not a big deal anymore. And I got to say too, the nurses and everybody up there were remarkable. The doctors, the surgeons, the nurses, everybody. They were just amazing. I'm really happy to hear that. You can't foresee the future. You just have to basically go with right now and the present and try to make the best decision that you can. And for me, it was definitely getting those transplants. So I'm very, very happy and very blessed. One more thing, too, I just want to say, I know that there's a lot of people, once they're on the the list, some people can go years before they get their call. And for Mm -hmm. me, I was only on the list for seven months. So, again, 
Oh, that's you know, amazing. I, oh, totally amazing. And I never expected to get that call that soon. A hundred percent. Couldn't ask for anything more. So I'm very, very happy and very blessed. Here's a healthy moments message from the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. When you visit your doctor, do you worry about asking questions? Hi, I'm Dr. Griffin Rogers with the NIH. My colleague, Dr. Janine Clayton, Director of the Office of Research on Women's Health at NIH, offers these tips. Your health matters. You should never feel like you're bothering your doctor by asking questions. As you think of questions, jot them down. This will help make sure that you don't forget to ask them during your visit. If your doctor uses words that you don't understand, don't be afraid to ask the doctor to explain so that you can understand. If you're a woman, ask if there are differences for women that you should know about related to your health and any medicines you are taking. If you're given a new medication, ask about side effects and if you're starting at the lowest dose. No question about your health is a stupid question. Don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. For more information, follow us at NIDDKGov. This is Dr. Griffin Rogers. The Kidney Foundation of Western New York is dedicated to increasing awareness and improving the lives of those with kidney disease. You can find out more by visiting our website at www.kfwny.org. We're on facebook.com slash kfwny and on Twitter and Instagram at kidneyfoundwny. We're looking for stories of healing, transplantation, donation, and more here in Western New York. If you have a kidney story to share, email jmorlock at kfwny.org.